Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to Patreon.com slash NerdCaveRetro. programs and we're back for another episode of the nerd cave retro show my name is jason robbins and my name is derek diamond so lovely weather we're having lately it's actually starting to get cold my favorite kind of weather is when i can wake up and i can put my cardigan on inside my house (laughs) i can wear it at work Uh, it's it's great it's so great yeah, I like being able to uh, not sweat all the time. That's my, my favorite part of this time of the year. No sweating. So at your work, does it get like drastically cold around um, this time of year? Well, it does, but if anybody doesn't know, I do uh, graphic design and screen printing. And the shop I work in, the actual shop part, doesn't have air conditioning or heating. But in the winter, it's better because of all the, the heating elements that are in there. Keep it quite warm. Uh, but usually it's pretty cold in the mornings though, when you get in there and nothing's been running all night. So it takes a little while for it to warm up, but during the summer, it's awful. Yeah. I, I've heard you tell stories about that, but that, that does make sense though, with the equipment. It's just, I love having the house be like a nice crisp feeling. (laughs) It's, it's, it's so good. I like, I sleep so good when it's like that. I, I just like being able to have like a midday cup of coffee without dying. Got to switch over that iced coffee during the summer. <clears throat> That's what I do, yeah. But sometimes I can't get out of the shop, so I don't get my midday coffee, and I have a, a hard crash in the afternoon because I'm, <laughs> I'm getting to be an old man, and I need a nap. Hey, I know what you mean. Dude, on, so on Sunday, I slept for three hours during the day. Really? Because, yeah, so I, I worked a wedding um, filming it on Saturday, and it was like a 10-hour day. And um, I, I got this, it's called a gimbal, where you put your, your camera on it, and you can, like, move it around mm-hmm. like a handheld, but it doesn't, the camera doesn't move. Yeah. So you don't lose any, like, stability. Mm-hmm. By the end of the night, I couldn't grip anything, really, with my hands, <laughs> because I've been holding it for so long. Uh, but, yes, yeah, Sunday, I, I went to sleep around noon and woke up at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. See, I wish I could do that. I can't take naps. Like, I could be so tired during the day. But if I try to take a nap, I'll get, like, m- maybe seven minutes of a nap. And usually I can't. But I was just so tired from the day before. And then, you know, the Thanksgiving holiday, we were kind of all over the place. So I guess it all kind of caught up with me. 
yeah, uh, Thanksgiving's now over. Christmas is barreling upon us, and <clears throat> I need to get some presents. So that's my yeah, me mission. Too. <laughs> have Have you watched any Christmas movies yet? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Not that I yeah, can recall. I watched, I, I've watched the Santa Claus, but that's about it. The, yeah. the first one with, with Tim Allen. Um, watched that Thanksgiving night, but other than that, haven't haven't really had a chance to yet. But I, I've got my usual list, you know, like Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. The Grinch, of course, Die Hard, yeah, because you know, oh, it is yeah. a Christmas movie. It's not Christmas till uh, Hans Gruber falls from the Nakatomi Plaza. Exactly. I don't know if you remember this, but a couple of years ago, I think it was Christmas Eve, or it might have been the day before Christmas Eve. I found like a fake news graphic of Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza being attacked by terrorists. Yeah. And there were some people that got it, but there were some that <laughs> thought it was like a legit thing. See, you can't do that these days. People like <laughs> people take stuff too seriously nowadays. Oh, but it it was so it was so funny though. Like I I had a I had a good time and I I won't name who it was, but um no one that you guys know, but mm-hmm. I had some fun at their expense. <laughs> And Rampage in the chat room yelling at us. It's not Monday. Well, well, yeah. Thankfully, it's not, it's not Monday. Well, I mean, if you don't want us to do the show tonight, we can go ahead and shut it down, and you guys won't have a show this week. Yeah, I mean, i've I've got a <laughs> I've got a nice warm quesadilla waiting for me mm, after this is over. So I'll I'll close up shop and go eat. <laughs> oh man! But no, no, we're I'm excited for this show. I'm oh, excited for this too. episode in particular. Yeah, we're going to talk about what's what's in store for the future of Nintendo. But first, we got a little bit of news to get to. Ready to jump into it? Let's do it. Some of tonight's stories were submitted to us by Donner, Party of Five. And if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to NerdCaveRetro at gmail.com. And the first story is from Reuters. Sony facing 7.9 billion mass lawsuit over PlayStation store prices. Uh, they face a lawsuit worth up to 6.3 billion pounds or 7.9 billion over claims that the PlayStation maker abused its dominant position, leading to unfair prices for customers, a London tribunal ruled on Tuesday. Uh, They were sued last year on behalf of nearly 9 million people in the United Kingdom who had bought digital games or add-on content through Sony's PlayStation Store. Uh, Alex Neal, a consumer advocate who has worked on previous campaigns, is bringing the case against Sony, uh, which is valued at up to £5 billion plus interest. Uh, Let's see. Uh, The company abused its position uh, by requiring digital games and add-ons to be bought and sold only via the PlayStation Store, which charges a 30% commission to developers and publishers. The claim alleges customers have therefore paid higher prices for games and add-on content than they would have done. Uh, Sony's lawyers argued the case was flawed from start to finish, and it should be it should be thrown out. Uh, let's see. Uh, Neil said in a statement... Uh, The first step in ensuring consumers get back what they're owed. Sony did not immediately respond to request for comment. So uh, Sony getting slapped with a a nice uh, little chunk of change. I mean, $7.9 billion is nothing to sneeze at. If you can get sued for almost $8 billion, you've got way too much money. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I don't really know what to think of this story. I mean, I, that's the first thing that jumps out at me is that it's just an astronomical amount of money. Um, I mean, yeah, but you know, the UK does crack down a lot harder on this type of stuff than the US does. So whatever happens in the United Kingdom, we feel the reverberations of. I mean, that's why every time you go to a a website now, it says, "Do you want? Will you allow cookies?" That's because of rulings in the UK, you know, over cookies. And so we're we're going to feel this in America. I don't know if Sony's going to lower prices or what they're going to do, but, you know, the, this is, uh, this, there's going to be reverberations over this. Yeah, this definitely won't be the last that we hear of this story, and it makes you wonder, like, what kind of lasting effect it might yeah. have, just because if you look at the economy in general, everything is just so expensive like we say it in passing but it's really true like you look at the housing market you look at mm-hmm. gaming 
you look at food, you look at everything. It's just ridiculously expensive. When it comes to and gaming, it makes you wonder, like when the when the bubble's gonna burst. Yeah, like whenever that may be. Oh, it's gonna happen, and especially with gaming, I always wondered why digital purchases cost the exact same as buying it a uh, physical copy, because there's no production involved in packaging, artwork, stuff like that. I mean, there's artwork, but you know, it's just a JPEG that you're getting when you get. <clears throat> downloadable stuff. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I've always been the type of person to think if I if I do want to just buy a digital purchase of a game, it should be cheaper. I mean, yeah, you're it right. Should be, you know. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right because you don't have to like you don't have to worry about packaging, labeling. I mean, you just I assume you just upload a file to a server. Yeah, and you download it from there, and that's. And that's not saying I don't like physical media. I would rather have physical media. Like I will pay, you know, five more dollars or ten more dollars to get the physical media of something. But you know, if if I'm if I just want to get, say, like, you know, Spider Man Two, if I had a PlayStation Five, why is it not like <clears throat> ten, twelve dollars cheaper to just get a digital copy of it? Because it's all about the money. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, th this won't be the last that we hear of this story, and I'm I'm really curious as to what kind of effect this is going to have. Uh, let's see, our next story comes to us from GameRant.com. Nintendo Switch Online gets updated release schedule for upcoming N64 games. Uh, the Nintendo Switch Online subscription service gets an update regarding its expansion pack tier as Nintendo provided a new schedule for future N64 titles that will be added to the service. Uh, as of this writing, uh, it's made 26 different N64 games available to play for the Switch Online expansion pack. It's continuing to add games to the service, such as Rare's classic third-person sci-fi shooter Jet Force Gemini, which will be uh, coming this December. Uh, da, 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 da. Upcoming, updated schedule was posted on Nintendo's official Japanese website. It shows four titles scheduled to be released alongside GoldenEye 007 in December in Japan. The section also lists 1080 Snowboarding and Harvest Moon 64, with these two titles being the next ones in line to be added to the service in Japan. Hmm. Uh, Harvest Moon likely won't be added to the North American service for a while, possibly due to the complicated naming situation between Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons, hmm. which, is, which is interesting. Uh, they didn't make this article really easy to read. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> it is, it's weird because, you know, they talk about <clears throat> they're going to be adding stuff, but it's mostly in Japan. Like, what are we getting here in America? Well, we'll um, there is a note I want to say about this whenever we get to our predictions for the, the future of Nintendo. It's... I'm being very optimistic with mine as a little preface, but it, it does have something to do with this story. Okay. I mean, it's cool. Like I, I've never, I've never played Harvest Moon 64. I would love to play it on the switch. Whether we get to or not, I have no idea, but Hey, those in Japan will get to. So good yeah. for them. Uh, next story is from eventhubs.com. over 27 years after its initial release, virtual fighter fighter three, is getting a new version. Uh, Vir Virtual Fighter may not exactly be the 3D juggernaut it was in the 90s, but Sega is finding some new, some new ways to keep supporting, uh, keep the support going. Sega announced this week that Virtual Fighter 3 TB Online that'll be releasing in just a few days, though there will be a different new way to play the game soon as well. This new version will be coming to uh, the all.net the all the all.net arcade systems starting November 28th so it'll basically be exclusive for Japan for now uh let's see the modern release won't make any balance changes and will pretty much focus on adding online support likely based on what they previously did with Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown in 2021 um let's see uh well, they do have the trailer here, but um, I don't ever remember playing Virtual Fighter 3. 
I mean, if it's being released in Japan, I'm sure it's going to come here pretty soon after. I do remember the name Virtual Fighter. I remember hearing about it back in the 90s. I never played any of the games because it seemed like, you know, those types of fighting games were a dime a dozen between Street Fighter and yeah. Mortal Kombat. Then you had Super Smash Brothers that came out. So when well, you had Soul Calibur mm-hmm. also. So yeah. um, I remember it, but I never played it, so I couldn't tell you if it's any good or not but i mean i still think that's pretty cool i remember playing the first one because it was all over the place uh in arcades and stuff when i was a kid yeah maybe eventually it will get it will get released here in the states and you know finally get to check it out yeah Last story from comicbook.com silent hill 2 remake developer tells fans to ask konami about <laughs> new info i love this uh, yeah <laughs> bloober team i love that name the developer behind the upcoming remake of silent hill 2 has told fans that they'll need to ask konami if they want to receive more information on the game over a year ago konami announced that it was remaking silent hill 2 with bloober team and would release the title on ps5 and pc in the future since the initial announcement though new details have come about which has left fans both eager and a bit worried now, Bloober Team itself has released a new statement and has made clear that Konami is the one choosing to remain silent for the time being. <laughs> Bloober Team says uh, on November 21st of this year, Konami is the publisher of the game and communication is definitely part of their job. <laughs> Talk about passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Well, somebody's not happy with Konami. Uh, Currently, there's very little that we know about this remake of Silent Hill 2 overall. Outside of its first teaser trailer that was shown off, Konami still hasn't given fans a look at actual gameplay from SH2 just yet. And there's no broad release window for the game either. Yeah, that's that's not great. I'll be honest, I don't think this is going to come out. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the KOTOR remake. Because yeah. we keep hearing, oh, it's in development, and then like, oh, no, it's it's dead. And yeah. then an hour later, nope, it's, it's still going to happen. Well, I just don't have a whole lot of faith in Konami at this point. I mean, if they really want to people to have faith in them again and get back into the gaming market, they need to, to put something out about Silent Hill 2. Because I was kind of excited when they, they announced they were doing a remake, because... The original one scared the crap out of me. I had to stop playing that game, so I, I was kind of interested to see what a remake would be like because I know it would be even scarier. So, but now I don't know if this is ever even going to see the light of day. Well, you know, I hope it does because I know Silent Hill, like it has its fan base. Um, I would be interested to check it out if it were to come out. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We'll have to see, but yeah, we'll see. The lack of communication is not a good sign. Yeah, I will say that much. It just boggles my mind that Konami is sitting on so many well-known IPs that if they started just cranking out games with with all the IPs that they own, like new Metal Gear stuff, um, you know, Castlevania, um, Contra, like all the stuff that they have that they're just doing nothing with. Like, what is what happened to the once great Konami? I mean, they have enough in their archive that they could do re-releases and remakes for years and then eventually release, like, original content, whether yeah. it be completely new games or sequels to things that they've made before. And I mean, just but with it, the I Cas- guess it makes too much sense to do. Just with the Castlevania property alone, I mean, with the, the Castlevania series that came out on Netflix, they missed a golden opportunity to put out a, a new Castlevania game. And I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand these companies sometimes. It seemed like a no-brainer yeah. that that would happen. Like, it'd be a great tie-in. Who knows? But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of the the cartoon for Castlevania. I I meant to send you this earlier, but someone used Unreal Engine 5 to make Ocarina of Time into an anime. Really? And it <laughs> looks incredible. That's cool. Uh I'll I'll send it in our group chat whenever we're done. But it, it looks it's like 20 minutes long, but it's really cool. 
And I've been meaning to ask you too, um, if anybody out there has seen the new season of Castlevania and what you think of it, because I only got about four episodes in and I stopped because I was kind of bored. I haven't started it yet. It's not as good as the first two seasons by far. That's disappointing because those first two seasons were amazing. Excellent. And I don't know what it yeah, is. And I'm not, I didn't grow up with Castlevania and I like, I only know about it from us talking about it and I loved it. I'm just not connecting with any of the characters. Like I don't care about what's going on. I'm just kind of just, I don't know. There's just something lacking with the new season and it it's really disappointing me. <sighs> That's a shame. Yeah. That really is a shame. I was really looking forward to it, too. And as soon as it dropped, I, w I watched the first couple episodes. And I was like, this just ain't for me. I, I don't like it. Mm. But anyway. That's disappointing. <laughs> if, if You give it a watch and let me know what you think. Get, watch the okay. first couple episodes. Let me know what you think. I might jump back in, finish it out, but I don't know. I'll wait and see what you say about it. Okay. But uh, before we go into this month of video game history, I do want to tell everybody about our mobile game partner, Globe Glider. If you like action-adventure platformers, and we know you do, Globe Glider is for you. Make a donation to the game using our partnership is quick and easy. You just simply hit the Donate button and select Nerd Cave Retro as your referral partner to unlock a sweet in-game prize like an exclusive Nerd Cave Retro Cape. So download Globe Glider now on the App Store or Google Play. So now it is time to go into this month in video game history. In November of 1982, Konami, Konami releases Time Pilot back when they actually made games. I do like the name Time Pilot. And I like the the poster. It sounds it, like it just, it, a low-budget movie from, like, the 80s. <laughs> I was about to say, if you got Back to the Future on Wish, yeah. <laughs> it, would, it would be Time Pilot. Time Pilot. Oh, speaking of Back to the Future, did you know they're doing a Back to the Future musical in no, New York? No, I did not. They, they did, a um, like, a demo of it during the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And, like, I, I was intrigued by it. But the guy who played Doc Brown was not great. He he had about as much business being Doc Brown as I do. That's a shame. I know, because I'm like, yeah, you want to get Marty right, but yeah, there's one role you want to yeah. nail is Doc Brown. You really got to get Doc right if you're going to do something yeah. like that. Maybe, maybe he just had a bad day, but I don't know. He just had like maybe a fraction of Christopher Lloyd's charisma. Maybe he was just not into being in the Thanksgiving day parade. Maybe so. But either way, like uh, I like the, the flyer for time pilot, mm -hmm. like the, the font reminds me of something right out of the seventies, more so than the eighties. Yeah, definitely poster worthy on the wall. Oh yeah. November of 1986, Sega releases Alex Kidd in miracle world. It is the first game in the Alex Kidd series created for this character and the most popular of all Alex Kidd games. And I just, I couldn't get into the Alex Kidd. I, I tried, I think I reviewed it not too long ago, didn't I? Because I remember you playing did, yeah. it and it was just, uh, it was like uh, a trying to be a Mario clone and failing miserably. And I mean, that's, yeah, this was a year after Mario came out. So yeah, this would have been when people were trying to create the next Mario and I get it. Like mm -hmm. you want to try and put your own spin on something that, that became iconic, but there's a reason why Sonic is the only mascot that is yep. in that same, in that same stratosphere. 100%. <laughs> Sonic is cool. Yeah. And it's different. It's yeah. not the same as Mario. Let's see, November 21st of 1991, Nintendo releases The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past for the Super Famicom in Japan. Never heard of it. What I, what, <laughs> what I would give to play this game for the first time again. Oh, no kidding. I, there, that'd be a good top five list. Top five games you wish you could play again for the first time. That is a good, good list. 
it, it, it's like when somebody says they've never seen Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what I would give to like go tell my four year old self what they're about to experience. Yeah, but then you have people that are like, I've never watched it. And then you're like, all right, we got to watch it. And you make them watch it. And they're like, that was stupid. And you're like, all right. <laughs> so you just give them a stone cold stunner and call it a day. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, what else could I say about this game? You know, it's one of the best probably, games it's, ever it's made. My fav- yeah, it's my favorite game of all time. Uh, but another one of my favorite games of all time, November 20th of 2000, Rare releases Banjo-Tooie for the N64 in North America. I remember uh, this was like when the internet was really starting to get big. And I was looking at, you know, websites like IGN and uh, GameFAQs every day, finding out anything I could about this game because I loved Banjo-Kazooie so much. Yeah. And as you know, with Nintendo back in the day, (laughs) they delay a game, then they delay it again. And this... I thought this game was supposed to come out in 99, but it got pushed back to 2000 and it, it doesn't get the credit it deserves in my opinion, because of Banjo Kazooie and kind of the standard that it set for platformers. But Banjo Tooie is a good game in its own right. Yeah. I still have never really played the Banjo games. I still need to do that. You know, I had an idea. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show, but we should pick a month where we each pick what the other person reviews. Ooh, I like that. Let's do that. Yeah, and it could also sometime, it could also be something we've done before too. We're just going to flip it. Yeah, well like a game that like say that I really like but you've never played. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa. Or it could even be something we absolutely hated and we have to share that misery with the other person. <laughs> well, see, I was going to be nice about it. <laughs> but now that you bring that up. <laughs> Derek gets to play uh, Fester's Quest uh, every week for a month. Now, what did I do to deserve that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that brings us to the end of this month of video game history. And Derek, before we go into our uh, discussion for tonight, do you want to do our shout outs? Absolutely. We want to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout out our newest patron, Fed, a.k.a. Knife, James, a.k.a. at Jimbo Jr. on Discord, Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B. Res Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, Axblade07, Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I am the Rampage. Rampage. Steph Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mr. Joey Image, and of course, Mama Diamond herself. Mama Diamond. Donna Diamond. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, as always, uh, for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on for us here at the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can't get coffee beans mm-hmm. for that like we're we're going farther down the line instead of gas station coffee you can't get coffee beans for a dollar yeah for you, cheaper you, than coffee beans you can literally just find a dollar on the ground in a parking lot over the course of a month so just get yeah. that change bend over pick those quarters up send them to us if you've got a walmart if you've got a Publix, if you've got a mall a you tar-jay. can just <laughs> Yeah, a tar- oh, fancy like the Tarjay. You could just walk around in the uh, in the parking lot, and you can you can find some quarters, maybe some dimes, mm-hmm. what whatever it takes. It all adds up to a dollar. Yes, yeah, send that on over to us. You get early access to our fun commentary tracks, like uh, for this month for uh, Thanksgiving, we did a the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. Uh, me, you, and Wally did. You know, I went back and listened to that this last week, and that was a really good episode because we barely talked about the special. <laughs> well, it's not the best Charlie Brown special. It's not like, much let's to let's talk be honest, about. It's, it's not, it don't hold a candle to yeah. the Christmas one. And most of it is just Snoopy fighting lawn furniture. Like, There's not much to it. Yeah, I mean, that was about the most interesting part it of the whole It was basically special. just another episode of us just waxing nostalgic so if you like to listen to us talk about being all nostalgic and stuff just go go check that episode out we got to figure out what we're going to do for christmas too i know 
Well, we talked we about <laughs> we talked, we talked about, about eh, do we really want to do that the uh, the holiday special? Oh yeah, we haven't like, heard anything. Like no. I I figured we would have had like people banging down the doors like yes do the holiday special <laughs> i don't think anybody else wants to watch it either that's why they're not clamoring for us to do no that. no that that might if we end up doing that i might end up having some eggnog and i'm not even an eggnog fan <laughs> because I, i'll go ahead and say this that the star wars holiday special is by far one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life like when oh, i was 100%. watching it I was just watching it like, how did this get made? Like, how did was this allowed to be put out to the public? Because it is horrible. I'll give it this. I did like the animated portion with Boba Fett. That's the only that was, part. That was kind of cool. That's the only part worth watching. Yeah, the rest of it is... Oof. It's beyond terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Uh, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what we're going to do for Christmas. But yeah. if you want to sign up, head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And if you do sign up and become a patron, send us your social media info, whether it's Twitter slash X, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Out, out. And tonight, uh, we're not doing a review. Like we said, we're doing a discussion. So, uh... What we're talking about tonight is is basically our predictions for the future of Nintendo, and um, I, I wrote about six or seven here, uh, and, and Derek did the same, and I just kind of went out there with some of my predictions of what's in the future for Nintendo, and I know Wally's going to yell at me about these, and I, and I don't know if any of these are going to come true, but like I said, they're just predictions of crazier things have happened in the past, so we'll, we'll get started, I, and I'll go ahead and say... Uh, for my first one, I'll say the new console is going to be announced in the first quarter of 2024, and it will be released for Christmas of 2024. And I'm right there with you. I, I put it as my first two. I think it would be cool if they announced it on the like to the date of when the Switch was released, which was in early March. I don't remember the exact date, but um, it was March of 2017 when it came out, so... I think it'd be kind of cool to kind of start the beginning of the end of the Switch lineup mm. on the anniversary of when it was released. And I, I think you release it in, you know, like late November yeah, or mid-November, like is in years past. I remember like the GameCube and uh, even consoles before that would come out between September and November. I think that'd be cool to kind of get the excitement for, for the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they want to get that holiday season, uh, business too, because I, I say it. And my, one of my other predictions is it will be more expensive because there will be more power under the hood. They want to keep the handheld market. So they need to take out the steam deck or at least be on par and slightly cheaper. Steam decks go for about five ninety nine. You know, $600, $700 for a Steam Deck. And I think the days of the 200 to $300 consoles are pretty much going to be are, are over with. I think Nintendo, the next console, is going to have a lot more under the hood. And it's going to be 
the cheap model. They'll come out with two different models, a cheaper model that's going to be $399, and then one that's going to be beefy that's going to be $499. That's my prediction. Yeah, I think they're going to have to. Like, yeah, the, the Switch graphics aren't terrible. I mean, great. do they hold a candle to the PS5 or the Xbox? No. No. But at some point, they got to realize that they've got to at least be on par mm-hmm. with. And I'm going to say they're going to be slightly downgraded from the PS5. Yeah. But I, I do think it will be more expensive. Um, I like the idea of doing a cheaper model versus like a. I don't want to call it a special edition, but like the the premium edition yeah. is, I guess, what you would call it. Yeah, there'd be one um, and, one with like 500 gigs and one with a terabyte, you know, a little more RAM, stuff like that. Because, and <clears throat> this is my other prediction, that uh, not only will it still be a hybrid console, but I will keep saying this, and I've predicted this before, Game Pass will be allowed on the new console. You will be able to access game pass with your new nintendo console because what does nintendo have to lose by putting game pass on their system especially if it's good enough to handle whatever game pass throws at it that would be insane if that happened like that that would be one that like i would have never predicted that to happen but I mean, Microsoft and Nintendo have gotten along in the past. Mm-hmm. I think it would be unreal. Like, I, I will be shocked if that happens. Like, I want it to happen. Like, I want you to be right. Because I would love to be able to get Game Pass because on think, a Nintendo console. Think of all the people that they'll be able to get into the Nintendo ecosystem if they do that. Because there's a lot of people out there that like, you know, the Game Pass and Xbox and, you know, more you know, quote unquote, adult gaming that would never buy a Nintendo console, but don't really want to get like an Xbox, but want to have something handheld, a new, more powerful console from Nintendo would get those people in because they can play Game Pass in a, you know, mobile form, uh, a hybrid form. And uh, you know, if they get those people into the ecosystem, that's a lot more people for Nintendo buying that console. And, no, I don't and, disagree with anything you're saying. And Microsoft doesn't lose anything. I mean, they gain because Game Pass is their thing. They've always lost money on the Xbox console. That is a loss leader for Microsoft. They want Game Pass to be the thing. They want Game Pass on everything. And if they can get it on the a Nintendo console, which the Switch sold has sold how many units now? Like 164 million units. Imagine if they would have Game Pass available for the Switch now. That's a if they only got 10% of those people on Game Pass. That still would be like 16 million more people subscribed to Game Pass if they were just on the current Switch. What are you going to do if you end up being right about this? Oh, I'm going to rub it in Wally's face so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I had a feeling you were going to say that. No, I I hope you're right. But I will say I will be shocked if it does happen. Looking at it from a... Knowing Nintendo and their history, I don't see it. But I hope I'm wrong and I hope you're right. Yeah, but the the only reason I, I'm thinking this way is because they don't have anything to lose by True. putting Game Pass on there. It's not going to take business away from them. It's going to bring people in. Yeah, they might not, not everybody that gets it for the Game Pass is going to buy Nintendo software, but they might, you know, they might get yeah. the new Mario game or whatever they got coming out. I mean, that's a lot of new people to pull in to a new console <clears throat> and speaking of new games i think the launch games here's here's some predictions for launch games for the next nintendo console mario odyssey 2 is going to be a launch game also a new metroid game it might not be a launch game but it'll be very close to the front uh, a new metroid game and another absolute launch game will be mario kart 9 
I mean, Mario Kart Nine is due to happen. They've they've milked eight. For, yeah. <laughs> God, I don't think there's any milk left in it. No, that thing it's, is 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 a rock at this point. Trying to <laughs> trying to get yes. moisture out of a rock at this point. So they've got to come out. And and I would have said uh, Zelda. Maybe they'll do. That's an, way uh, too soon for Zelda. But uh, you know, I, 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 Zelda's already out, so they might do. You know, a, a remastered version of Tears of the Kingdom for the new console, but you know it's going to be. Uh, I, I, I they're sitting on Mario Odyssey too. Mario Odyssey was too good of a game to not have a sequel to it. I would love a Mario Odyssey too. I would too. And I, I, I have I have something kind of similar with my predictions. Um, I put launch games will be a new 3D Mario. I don't know if it will be a sequel to Mario Odyssey. But I think we will get a new 3D Mario game, whether it's Odyssey 2 or something completely different. I think because you're not going to have Zelda, you got to have your mascot mm-hmm. at launch. Yep. Um, I think we're going to get a new Star Fox. Yes. I think that'll be a surprise that they will uh they will unveil. Um, hopefully something along the lines of a Star a Star Fox 64 and not. Star Fox Adventures, yeah. even though I did like that game. Um, Metroid Prime 4, it needs to happen. We've been waiting for it long enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to happen. And because of the success of the Mario RPG remake, I think it would be really cool if they announced a remastered Earthbound. Yes. That will come out at launch time. Similar to Mario RPG with you know, updated graphics, more of a, like, I know you had that top down, um, kind of two, well, it was really 2d. There wasn't much three dimensional to it, but if you fully remastered earthbound, because it still has its rabid fan base, I think Mm -hmm. it would sell quite well. Oh, absolutely. I think the, uh, you know, they did it with, uh, Zelda, um, Link's awakening, doing the remaster you know re you know remake um i think the rpg super mario rpg is kind of another dip in the toe in the water just to see if it's really still there now they know that there's a market for you know remakes and remasters there's gonna be a lot of stuff that they're gonna go back to and just remake and remaster because they know we're gonna buy it yeah and i i would buy it day one you know, it's consistently in all of my top lists that we do on this show. Um, and it would be cool if that led to Mother 3 finally getting released in mm-hmm. uh, North America, which then goes into what I think is my boldest prediction. I've complained about this ad nauseum, <laughs> and you have too, mm-hmm. that eShop on the Switch is atrocious. Abysmal. I, can, I cannot stand it. So I think they're going to improve it. I hope they go back to something that was similar to the one on the Wii, the virtual console, because it was great. I think they should have, if you want to do, like, let's say it's going to be called the Super Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. or the Switch 2. You keep the Switch online where you have your section of NES games, etc. NES, SNES, N64, and GameCube games available at launch. Yes. Uh, I think they for have GameCube, to. Uh, they for have GameCube to. games, give me Luigi's Mansion, Smash Brothers Melee, the Resident Evil remake, mm-hmm. Wind Waker, and Mario Sunshine. And Paper Mario as well. Ooh, yeah, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, because that, that remake's coming out, too. And not only that, in, uh, but in early 2024. all the, uh, the Rogue Squadron games as well. Those were so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I The, the N64 one doesn't get enough credit, but it's that Rogue Squadron 2 game for the GameCube. Man, I put so many <laughs> hours into that. Those were so good. They need to... They, they don't even... Re- <clears throat> they just need to be optimized. That they don't even re- need to be remade or anything. Just optimize them to play, replay the way they were, but just play, you know, smoother on a new console. I'll be right back in. I think you got to put some GameCube games out at launch. One hundred percent. 
And I, I do they, have, they just need to listen to us. They never will. <laughs> That's why these are just <laughs> predictions. I do have one more crazy prediction to add to everything. Okay. The new console will be VR upgradable. And by that, I mean, I think Nintendo was the first through the door by 25 years. Uh, and Rampage in the chat, chat room says, Wally forgot to submit his predictions, says, tell them I'm coming. <laughs> um, but as far as the VR goes, you know, Nintendo was first through the door 25 years too early <laughs> with VR <clears throat> and the, the Virtual Boy. That thing was just terrible. They're very shy about doing stuff that has failed them in the past. But with the the VR getting better, you know, with the Oculus and all that stuff getting better, Apple's about to come out with their their headset. I think Nintendo might make this, you know, compatible with other headsets or come out with a headset of their own and then start putting some of their games out that are VR you know, uh, VR versions of the games. I think it, it may take a, a couple of years. It ain't going to be till like, I say by 2026, Nintendo will be back into the VR space with an add-on to the new console that um, you could be able to do VR with the new console. I'll be 40 years old by then. <laughs> I'll be like, I don't even want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's definitely possible. You know, you look at how popular, you know, the what is it, the Oculus? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's really cool. I don't know if you've ever tried one, but never have. It it's it's pretty legit. And I, I think, you know, yeah, it's failed Nintendo in the past, but they've also shown that they're not afraid to, you know, do something different. Mm-hmm. You look at what happened with the Wii and with the Switch. Yep. So I, I I don't really see Microsoft or Sony beating down the door of VR. So why but, not? Like I said, if anybody can pull it off and make it mainstream, it's going to be Nintendo. And I think with Apple's new uh, VR headset coming out soon, uh, that's going to be the, uh, the, the, what would you call it? Like, that's going to be the... The guinea pig? Yeah, the guinea pig for Nintendo to see what happens with Apple's headset. If it takes off, does well, Nintendo might uh, dip their toes back in that water again. Just think of actually being in, like, the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. Or Hyrule. That'd be cool. Imagine. Or or flying an R-Wing in Star Fox in VR would be so cool. Mario Kart in VR. Oh, (laughs) yeah. How cool would that be? Absolutely. I'd love that. I, I'd love if they dip their toe into VR. I, think I mean, I'd will. get it. It'd I think be expensive, but I'd, I'd, I'd have to get it. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be cheap. <clears throat> you know, I mean, VR is pretty uh, pretty uh, expensive as it uh, is. So, you know, it's going to be pretty pretty expensive. Uh, Mr. See. Phelps has joined the chat. He says, "Apple, what is Apple's heads? Heads what? I can't read it. There's a Apple's thing. headset. Apple's headset out. is already out, so obviously this is a moot point. But that headset is for uh, mainly for for developers at this point. It's not they didn't really mean it for mass consumers at this point because there's nothing to do on it yet. I, I don't really know much about it, so I I can't I can't really comment. But that's why they put it out there so people would start making stuff for it. And then it's going to take off after if if somebody somebody's got to actually make like the killer app for VR to actually take off. Right. Nintendo would be the one to do that. I mean, think if if they just came out with Mario Kart for VR, I'm down. They kind of have it in a way where like they have the physical. um, I think you can get Mario or Luigi and it's actually like a figurine of them in a cart and you can play it on the switch and you can physically move it like a remote control car and you can see the viewpoint on the on the cart mm-hmm. it's really cool so yeah if they did a mario kart vr game i'd totally be down 
I know I said it, Wally. I got it written down right here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the Apple thing, I mean, it's not going to take off for a little while because people still are very weary of VR at this point. Like like I said, there's not that killer app. It's not easily available, but once it does, I, I think you know, once it becomes cheap enough for people to just go say, you know, I'll go spend, <clears throat> you know, a decent amount of money for a good headset. That might be Nintendo's doing. Who knows? Might it probably won't be Apple's because who has you know eight grand to go slap down for a freaking headset? Nobody's gonna do that. But once they get it to where it's cheaper, somebody puts out something good for it. Eh, you know, might take off. <clears throat> Have to set aside a couple of paychecks for it. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, before we go, um, let's see. We did have some submissions in our Discord for some predictions. And if you want to join our Discord, go to nerdcaveretro.com and click that big old tab that says uh, Nerd Cave Retro Discord. And that'll take you right here. And in our um, thing here in Discord, uh, up first, we got Knife who says um, more Sony exclusives being ported to Nintendo consoles. MLB The Show isn't a bad port at all, in my opinion. Reboot F-Zero, please. Yes, please reboot F-Zero, especially if it's in VR. That'd be awesome. Pretend the Wii U never existed. Oh, they've already been doing that. Yeah. Uh, release a companion phone app for the next gen where you can buy digital games similar to Steam app. I like that. If yeah, I me could, too. If I could have a, a much better way to buy the games than that crap store, if they don't want to actually like you know make it usable. Give me an app where I can just go buy stuff that actually works. Uh, more movie releases. I uh, a Donkey Kong movie, Mega Man, etc. I'm I'm for that. I do think we will be getting a Donkey Kong movie as a spinoff to Super Mario Brothers. I think we'll get the Mario Brothers sequel first, and then we'll oh, yeah. get. I'd love just an adaptation of Donkey Kong Country. That'd be cool. that'd be so freaking good. <laughs> Yeah, because I I liked Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I ain't gonna lie. I oh love, no, I thought he was great. I love that, the whole that whole movie. <laughs> that whole cast was much better than I expected. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to read Morley's? Yeah, for sure. Next up, we have uh, Morley three sixteen. Wonder if he's related to Austin three sixteen. Oh, maybe. I have to I have to ask. Uh, number five, ignore users and make wrong decisions whilst <laughs> making a load of cash. Number four. Ignore users and make wrong decisions whilst making a load of cash. Number three, this is a shocker. Ignore users and make wrong decisions whilst making a load of cash. He's not wrong. No, he's not. Number two, ignore users and make wrong decisions whilst making a load of cash. And number one, annoy Jason massively yeah. in all caps. I, 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 all of those, yes. Yeah, probably. That's... That's the most realistic one I've seen. Nintendo gun and Nintendo. Yep. That uh, should be our next shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I can make that very easily. Uh, I am the Rampage says Rampage. Dis disappointment, 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 and more movies coming soon. And honorable mentions, more disappointments. I will say he did mention that he was excited for the Zelda movie. He said it on Twitter. Unless they make Machine Gun Kelly link, and then my anger might actually ignite the atmosphere and destroy the earth. <laughs> they should do that as a joke and then announce who's actually playing Link. Dude. Just because I would want to watch the internet melt. <laughs> you want you just want me to have a heart attack, don't you? I'd probably be more upset than you would be. <laughs> Now I, I don't know who's who's gonna play all the characters. That that's like its own separate podcast. Uh, next up, we have Brandon Rutledge. Some of these are wishful thinking. Needless to say, honorable mention: record seventy-five plus rants about Nintendo by Nerd Cave Retro. Hmm. Probably gonna happen. Number five: announcement of the GameCube Mini. That would actually be really cool. Yeah. I would get a GameCube Mini in a heartbeat. Number four, Xenogears port to Switch. I've never played any of those games, but Not I either. feel like every time Nintendo does a Direct, they announce one of them. 
Uh, number three, English port of Mother 3 coming to the Switch. Would love to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Number two, new Star Fox game. Yep, would love to see that as well. And number one, announcement of a new console. What would you put the percentage at as far as your optimism or your belief that we will get at least an announcement? Uh, I'm I'm pretty much, I'd say at about 65% that we're going to get an announcement in quarter one of 2024. Okay. Uh, my right, buddy... My buddy, Jaco Malfoy, Mr. Jacob Craig over at the Open Micers podcast, says, uh, number five, more major blockbusters with the success of the Sonic and Mario movies, as well as the announcements of a Legend of Zelda movie, there are bound to be more properties hitting the big screen, would love a Metroid movie or a Donkey Kong spinoff. Uh, if they do Metroid, they got to do it like rated R. They never will, but that's the only way you could do that movie. I know we disagree about Zelda being live action, but Metroid has to be live action. 100%. Do it in the style of Alien mm-hmm. would be so good. Uh, let's see. Number four, lots of disappointed fans. Projects like the Princess Peach game are fun for something different, but how long can you ignore what the fans want in favor of producing seemingly random games? Truth, because they're saving all the main stuff for the new console. Uh, three, more pointless game remakes. How many Pokemon games can you re-release? Two, either developing a better gaming engine or halting production of next-gen games for the Switch. Their release of Mortal Kombat 1 was a nightmare. Next-gen console games are just too much for the Switch and possibly even the Switch 2. That's why I say the Switch 2 is going to be very powerful under the hood and it's going to cost a lot more money than the Switch did. Um, and number one, continued domination of handheld gaming. Nintendo has completely cornered the market on this and will likely continue to be the only company still producing handheld technology. I mean, other than the, the Steam Deck, yeah, I mean, he's right. I mean, that's really their only competition. So if they put out something comparable to the Steam Deck, they, I mean, they, you know, they're still in the game, always will be. The only rebuttal I have for his number three about game remakes if they were to make if they were to remake the original pokemon game as an open world which is what they should have done uh-huh. that would make stupid money yeah absolutely stupid money like i would have bought that day 1 and i would still be playing it because i love the original pokemon games yeah i don't know why they haven't yet next up we have raven ghostpaw uh, with the recent success of Mario RPG, maybe a solo game with Gino or Bowser, that would actually be really cool because Gino was a really popular character. He's an original character from um, for this game hmm. and hasn't been in another game since. So I think that would actually be quite cool. I hope maybe Metroid Prime 4, though I doubt it. We've got our fingers crossed for that. Uh-huh. Number one, going to either pull out a new console idea or another version of the Switch. And he says, and that's all I got with my smooth brain. <laughs> I don't think they're going to uh, veer farther away from what the Switch is, a, hand, a handheld hybrid console. It just needs to have more power under the hood is all it is. Uh, yeah. Coming in just under the wire exactly five minutes ago, Mr. <laughs> Wally Phelps, the real big wall, slides in with uh, five. Finally, it will make me really wish they would port first-party games to another console because I only like two or three of them over the seven-year console cycle. Um, let's see. It will Number four, uh, it will have one gimmick that looks really stupid but works pretty good. <laughs> um, Switch 2 will have one gimmick that looks really stupid. Uh, number three, it will be a little less powerful than the Xbox Series S. Um, I actually disagree there. I think it'll be on par with a Series S. Um, number two, we'll enjoy success with the theme park lands. That Yes, I think the theme parks are going to do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and number one, they will not do Game Pass. Nintendo, Nintendo does not need Microsoft as much as Microsoft would need Nintendo, and they know that. They will not work with a Western company with a product that, frankly, probably won't run a lot of the games that the more powerful consoles can, so it would only stream more graphically intensive games. This would be an issue with Nintendo's history of issues with online platforms. I mean, 
I, I, I see what you're saying, but you'll have to go back and listen to my prediction. I think Nintendo knows that their online issues suck. They're gonna somebody has to let the the head of Nintendo head, the head guys in Nintendo head men and women that th- their online presence is is freaking terrible. They have to fix it. They have to have a console that's capable of playing modern gen stuff. And, you know, I know they don't need Microsoft, but they don't have anything to lose by putting Game Pass on a console if it can run all those games. They don't have anything to lose. They don't have anything. I mean, they, they'll gain more people buying the the new Nintendo Switch 2 or whatever it's called. If it's more powerful, it'll cost more, but it'll be more powerful, can play the stuff. They'll get those people who are on the fence. You know, they'll... That that's just my weird prediction. So it probably won't come true, but if it does, you know, <laughs> I'll rub it in your face. <laughs> uh, we got to come up with some kind of stipulation for whether or not this comes true. Yeah, well, we'll we got what? Well, most of our predictions are won't we won't see, uh, you know, come to fruition for at least a year and a half. So we'll we'll come back in a year, year and a half, and see if any of these predictions have come true. Yeah, let's see. Rampage says, I disagree. They don't have to fix anything because they're Nintendo and they know it. I don't know. I mean, I think they know that their stuff sucks, but if they're going to keep breaking in the money, they they have to keep up with some with the times at some point. They have to. I mean, they they have to know that their their online stuff sucks. They just have to. It's going to be very interesting. You can't suck that sure. hard and not know it. <laughs> True. I I think we should do more episodes like this. I I've really enjoyed this discussion. Yeah, I like it. This is uh and plus it, it kind of helps us out because you know like this time of the year it's rough to try and and review a game every week because there's so much stuff going on. So I like these discussions like this. I, we should definitely do this more. Yeah. Throw but, out uh, let the people in the Discord decide. Yep. What we want to talk about. So yeah yeah um. Well, like, yeah, Wally, we'll come back. Uh, we got another five years to see how all this plan- this pans out. So we'll come back in about a year, year and a half, and we'll see. Once the new console comes out, we'll see if Game Pass is on it or not. We'll see what the new console has under the hood. We'll, and then we'll take a, uh, we'll both, we'll come back and and we'll do a video where me and Wally and you will we'll listen to this episode and, and see what <laughs> predictions came true or not. <clears throat> and I'll eat crow. Uh, I'll eat crow if Game Pass is not on the new new Switch. A big old bowl? Big old bowl of crow. <laughs> but uh, but that's oh, going to bring us to the end of the episode. Derek, what is going on with the Derek Diamond experience? I know you got the, the remastered episodes coming out, the archives. Well, I did release a new episode this week. Um, I got to talk with Rick Cosnett, who played Detective Eddie Thawne in the CW uh, Flash series. Uh, really cool chat. Um, really nice guy. I got to talk with him about you know his time on the show, some of his upcoming projects. Um, it was part of a press junket, so it's not a very long interview. But um, if you were a fan of The Flash, uh, definitely go check it out. You can check it out uh, on my podcast feed on the youtube channel you can head over to linktree.com slash d diamond podcast to uh, check that out and subscribe yeah i'll be listening to it tomorrow so i'll let you know when i get done with it um okay go check out my other podcast with me and mr jacob craig over at open micers on twitter and instagram we got to talk with uh comedian Derek sheen uh this week and it was a really good episode drops uh if if you're watching this live it drops tomorrow morning some of you in the chat room are actually patreons of open micers so you can go listen to it right now so if you want to be a patreon of this show or open micers please i need your money so go give us your money either place or both if if you so if so inclined to do so but derek i think that's gonna be everything is that it before we walk out i think so Let's get out of here. If you want to email us, please email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. Nerdcaveretro.com is our link tree. 
That includes all of our social media, our Patreon, our merch shop, and we even have a Cash App and PayPal on there. If you don't want to do Patreon, but you want to keep us going, give us a little scratch, you can do two ways, Cash App and PayPal. Or if you want to go get some merch at our merch shop, ncrmerch.com, get you some t-shirts, hats, stickers, magnets, bags, mugs, whatever your nerdy little heart desires. And if you can't support us monetarily, please go leave us a review and or a five-star rating on whatever podcasting platform you listen to. And Derek, that's going to be everything. So please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Hey, paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production. Hey, Derek, have you heard the news? What news? We officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com. That's right. Nerd Cave Retro now has its very own medium roast coffee. If you want to try it yourself or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.